Is your money misbehaving? We are talking about how to get off the financial hamster wheel by learning how to manage our money. Al says we have everything within us to be financially successful. He says count your money, then give it instructions so it will behave. On this episode of Coffee with Tea, so please stick around and enjoy the show. Another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited because I have the founder and the president of Game Time Budgeting, Mr. Al Riddick, and he's going to give us some financial insight on how we can become more debt-free, more um, financially aware, and, and get our finances, or especially in this 2020 COVID-19 situation we're in. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Mr. Al Riddick. Thank you for being here, sir. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. It is truly an honor to speak with you today. It's an honor to talk to you because, like I said, I see you all over my LinkedIn spreading your financial wealth and how you're doing those workshops and stuff like that. And I thought you are a person I definitely need to talk to. So, Mr. Riddick, how are you and your family handling this whole COVID-19 situation, first of all? Yes, ma'am. Well, first, we just had to uh, readjust just like every other family in this country to our new normal. And being that, uh, of course, my passion is personal finance. One of the first things I noticed was that there are a couple of opportunities that have been presented as a result of the COVID-19 situation. Uh, first of all, uh, because my wife is working from home now, probably until they find a vaccine, uh, she, her car is just sitting in the garage. So our automobile, uh, the gas bill has gone down tremendously. Uh, <laughs> secondly, you know, I can't remember the last time I went to the dry cleaners because of course you just aren't wearing as many suits and things of that nature. But, uh, but it's been uh, an adjustment for us. But on a positive, even more positive note, uh, we're playing more games together. And uh, believe it or not, Tanya, we actually tried to play Twister not too long ago. And guess what we learned? We're too old for that game now. <laughs> Never too old for family fun. You know. Oh, oh my gosh. So how how um, has, um, I should say, where did the game, game time budgeting really come from? Where, where did this mindset come from? And, and, and how did that business form? Okay, well, I'll tell you the uh, the root of the name Game Time Budgeted. My wife and I, we were uh, downstairs one day talking, and I was just talking about how I wanted to hopefully come up with a way that could grab people's attention so that they, that they would pay more attention to uh, the personal financial concepts that I was trying to teach. So then I started thinking about sports, and then I started coming up with different terms that are related to sports that I could apply to personal finance. So give, let me give you an example, Tanya. So um, of course, let's talk about the game of basketball. You might have your starting five, right? But then you might have the bench warmers. So the bench warmers are those second string players that come into the game if something happens to one of your main guys. So with personal finance, a bench warmer in the game time budgeting system is money that you set aside in the event that there's an unexpected event that occurs in your life so that you don't have to go into debt. You can just use some of that bench warmer money to keep your household flowing, so to speak. So um, 
basically in the game time budgeting system with all of the information that we teach we utilize tons of different sports themes and analogies um people are often shocked when they go to an analytical or game time budgeting presentation and we're throwing a football around the room but the football is wrapped in what is considered the skin of a 100 bill or we're throwing uh stress balls that look like basketballs everything but all of it is designed to assist in the educational process so far as helping people unleash what I call their untapped financial potential. I love that. I love that. Um, so what's the biggest a misconception of finances that you think people just don't seem to get? I think the biggest misconception, and I love that question, by the way, <laughs> I think people don't recognize that they have all that they need already inside of them to become a financial success okay because when mm -hmm. you really think about it and of course we were talking about this before going live a lot of personal finance has to do with behavior so let me give an example a lot of us when we were younger children we may have uh, attempted to learn how to ride a bicycle now the first time we got on it without the training wheels that is we might have fallen off, skint your knee or your elbow or what have you, but we got back up and tried again. When it comes to personal finance, we all know that one plus one is two, four minus two is two, but sometimes when we try to make one plus one equals six, okay, you run into a brick wall and sometimes we run into that wall so hard, it makes fear set in and then we don't put forth the effort to figure out how do I get myself out of this situation. So the next thing you know, you're kind of like a hamster running on a wheel. You're repeating the same mistakes or the same behaviors over and over without ever asking yourself the question, why do I do this? What belief system created this behavior in my life? And if I am not satisfied with these results, what can I do differently to create something more positive in my life as it relates to personal finance? Right. So, so it really comes down. I'm sorry for I don't know. There's there's some kind of sound thing. Um, is it because the questions that we ask that really help us like um, change our mindset about our money? I mean. I believe it is the questions that we don't ask that make us stay in that same mindset. However, you can ask yourself questions that will hopefully create opportunities for yourself. And I'll give you an example, Tanya. Um, what are the two to three behaviors you could modify today that could change your financial outlook for the better? Most people don't ask themselves questions like that. Question number no. two, what does money mean to you? <laughs> and to me, everybody in this country deserves to answer that question for themselves because what money might mean to you it could mean something totally different to me and because of that my behaviors that i exhibit may be somewhat different than yours um, another question that you may ask how would you describe your relationship with money all of us have a relationship and some people might say well you know my relationship is uh it's on rocky ground right now but then the follow-up question would be, why is that the case? And how did that rocky ground become so rocky? And what can we do to smooth it back out? Is that making sense? Oh, it makes sense. It makes sense significantly. It's like what you're saying is really 
hone in on your behavior and that's how you can modify maybe the the the, the talk that goes with the money because you're spending it so if you can change your your thinking up here you can change the behavior is what exactly definitely and i just thought of another example tanya so let's just assume okay that uh let's assume i have a job and i make ten dollars an hour so okay. if i work a 40 hour week that's four hundred dollars okay Mm -hmm. And then let's say I just want to have an impromptu purchase that was not a part of my monthly spending plan that cost $400. The way that my mindset works now, I would say, how many hours of sweat or intellectual equity did I have to exert in order to pay for this impromptu expense? So when I say in my mind, wow, I had to put forth 40 hours of my life, is it really worth that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And those are the types of questions that you have to start asking yourself. And don't get me wrong. Um, some people might say my wife and I spend a lot of money on certain things. And I'm all about people buying things that fit into their lifestyle or into their financial plan. However, we never exceed the amount of money that is flowing through the Riddick household, meaning that we don't go into debt to do anything. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I know it takes, uh, uh, with the couples, it takes um, game plan on both your you and your, your spouses to, to come together. So how do you, um, I, I know you shared a little bit, but how do you come together to get your you and your spouse on the same um, page when it comes to finances? Okay, now it would probably take me 10 minutes to answer that question, but I'm going to try to sum it up in two minutes, okay? So, so first of all, when I, uh, as they would say, when I became very, very serious about making my then girlfriend my wife, we had to have a lot of conversations about how she grew up learning about money, what was I taught learning about, excuse me, what was I taught while I was growing up so far as how to use money, what, you know, what really is money and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Then we had to come to an agreement as a couple. How do we want money to work in this household? What do we want it to do for us? Now, keep in mind, Tanya, we have spent, what, over 17 years being married, but every month we sit down and we give our money instructions so that, so that it will behave, okay? Now, one of the interesting things when um, my wife and I started having these money conversations, she's a, a mechanical engineer by training, so she's very visual and she likes spreadsheets and things of that nature. So I was putting together spreadsheets and PowerPoint presentations because I had to learn my wife's money language, okay? Ooh. And it would not do either of us any good if I was speaking to my wife in a way that she wasn't comprehending what I was trying to say. And even in reverse, she speaks to me in a way where she knows I can comprehend because you can throw a bunch of uh, PowerPoint slides and Excel spreadsheets in front of my face, but I'm also a bottom line kind of guy. You know, what's the main sentence I need to know? <laughs> Just tell me and I'm good. <laughs> right, right. So, so that's how we did it. I, I love how you brought the concept of learn your couple, learn your um, couple's money language. How do you, how do you, um, really pick up on that i mean is there a book written i've never heard a book about the money languages so <laughs> well, well actually <laughs> one of the first books that uh we read together as a couple is a book by david bach i believe it's b-a-c-h but it was smart couples finish rich but uh, he actually okay. talked a lot about how couples need to 
better communicate when it comes to money. And it's uh, ironic that you brought that up. Uh, one of my most recent uh, workbooks that I wrote, I actually dedicated a portion to couples and money because nobody that has decided to um, join their life with somebody else, you cannot operate like you're on an island. If you decided to spend the rest of your life with someone else, why not try to create systems and processes that you can follow that are very simple that produce the results you desire. And like I said earlier, my wife and I, we've been married for 17 years. Every month, we still sit down and create a spending plan as a couple. And it really excites me because I love the fact of knowing that if something happened to me tomorrow and I took my last breath, I'm not worried about whether or not my wife knows what to do. She knows how to access everything we have. And you might, this is funny. I even wrote my wife a letter and on the outside, <laughs> I said, open this when Al Riddick expires, you know? <laughs> because I just, first of all, I wanted her to know how much she has meant to me throughout my life. And now that I'm gone, uh, hopefully she will mourn my loss just a little bit. But I still wanted her to keep that same financial mindset because she's going to have to continue building what we've built or she chooses to go have some fun and do nothing. That's probably an option as well. <laughs> right, right, right. That's amazing. So it's like really comes down to your your communication with you, not only yourself but with your spouse. Correct. Definitely, definitely. And one thing that your viewers might find entertaining: Can you believe my wife and I still pay ourselves an allowance? <laughs> and let That's me tell one you, point a lot of people don't do. Exactly, but let me tell you why we do that. Even though um, we operate kind of out of one big pot, so to speak, we have a uh, an automatic transfer that happens, I believe, on the second of every month where she gets an allowance and I get an allowance. So that is what we consider our fun money. But the cool part is that out of that money, that is what we also use to purchase each other gifts. So that way the other person never knows how much you're spending and things of that nature. So that's just our way of creating some semblance of autonomy as well from a personal finance point of view. <laughs> I love that. I love that idea. I love that. You know what? You might have to share that with my husband now. <laughs> okay. Hey, tell him to give me a call. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, you're dropping uh, lots of information. And like I said, this is just like the tip of the iceberg. And I want to say congratulations on your new workbook. Can you let the listeners know more about what, what that workbook is for? and how oh, they can yes, ma'am. My workbook, the actual title is The Uncommon Millionaire's Guide to Financial Fitness. The subtitle is 14 Money Lessons Everyone Should Know. This workbook, it is a true workbook because I take people through a 14-lesson process so far as getting your personal finances more organized and more structured. Um, of course, I have uh, presented all of the different sports themes that are used in the game time budgeting system. But by the time people complete the workbook, there should be no excuse for not giving every dollar that flows through your household purpose, direction, and an assignment so it will behave. And my wife and I, the systems that I wrote into this workbook, it's what we've done since we've been married, which has allowed us to achieve uh, debt freedom. As a matter of fact, we're going to celebrate 13 years of total debt-free living on December 21st of this year, so I'm really pumped about that. And I always tell people, the system is so simple that even a guy like me could follow it. And trust me, Tanya, if I can do it, anybody can. <laughs> I love it. I like that you, you make it with the, the game plan. So I think 
um, a lot of people could probably um, get that. So what's the one thing you want to leave the, the listeners with? The one thing I want to leave your listeners and viewers with is this, and I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Count your money, then give it instructions so it will behave. I love that. I love it. So again, thank you so much for, for being on here and sharing your wisdom. Where can people find more information about you, your services, and, and some of your own workshops that you have? Okay, people can definitely reach out to GameTimeBudgeting.com. Every link to the various social media uh, outlets can be reached through GameTimeBudgeting.com. And I always tell people, if you need somebody to bounce ideas off of, call my office. And that number, if I can say it, is 513-813-3275. And I always say a 15-minute conversation never hurts. <laughs> I thank you so much, Mr. Rick. I would love to have you come back on and we can expand more about this conversation and stuff like that. Would you be willing to pace would come back oh, on? Without question, without question. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. If you didn't tell or if you couldn't tell. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I love it. And like I said, we're just tipping the iceberg. So I want to thank you for being on you um and and where's my mouse? Okay. <laughs> and I just want to share everybody, make sure you check out Mr. Riddick's um, uh, workbook. And he has an, another book he had before you're an author of the uncommon millionaire financial success Be begins with behavior and money smart teens, right? That is correct. And it's money smart teens, 48 interactive lessons for understanding, making, saving and spending money. So yes, you are a man of your uh, uh, word. You, you, you get people going on their finances. So again, thank you for your wisdom and your time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I want to remind our listeners that feedback is always welcome. Please email us if you have any guests or show ideas. The links will be posted in the comments. Best thing you can do for us, like, share, and subscribe. And remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, and create your own path. And again, thank you, Mr. Riddick, for being here. We really do appreciate it. And I thank everyone for tuning in and make sure you tune in and see you next time here on Coffee with Tea. Share with us. What was one of your takeaways from today's show? Post your answers in the comments. everyone this is tanya popping in again to say thank you for listening to today's show coffee with tea interviews are always free and if you're enjoying the wisdom and insights that's being shared please consider showing your support by all means buy me a coffee or become a supporter links are posted in the comments and again thank you for tuning in